Apocalypse Rock Chapter 6 The Nomad The first sailing from Terminal City had just docked. A convoy of large trucks disembarked, their headlights gleaming through the rain. Several vehicles pulled over at Brandy's Cafe, but most rumbled straight up the hill into the island. Doug opened the tailgate of his old red Toyota station wagon. The cargo area was full of junk that had accrued over the past years. Rubber boots jammed under a fire extinguisher. Some oil-stained towels were clumped in a plastic bag. A tumbleweed of electrical cables was surrounded by empty water bottles. A box of Doug's new yellow posters sat between a six-pack of Coke and a small chainsaw. Doug chucked his work bags into the mess, slammed the tailgate shut, and dashed to the driver's seat to get out of the rain. Looking for his keys, his hand clasped onto the small glass cylinder. He took it out of his pocket and put it in the glove compartment. The cylinder now sat nestled in a clutter of poorly folded maps, pens, rubber bands, its surface luminescent among the other bits and pieces. A knock on the passenger window startled Doug. He looked up at the dark shape huddling over the car. Good morning, a figure said politely, voice muffled by the window. The figure stooped. A beard brushed rainwater against the glass. Doug leaned over and rolled down the window. Hi, good morning, a man repeated. Sorry, I didn't mean to scare you. I just got off the ferry. I'm looking to hitch a ride. Where are you going? I'm heading up north. That's exactly where I'm heading. The man sounded relieved. I'm trying to get to Allen Road? To the access trail up Mount Costo? Jump in. Doug could see the man was lugging a large backpack. You can put that in the trunk. It's unlocked. After wedging his backpack in among the mess in the back, the man got in next to Doug. He pulled down the drenched hood of his jacket. Slim, dark-skinned, and sharp-featured, he looked in his mid-to-late-twenties, with a tidily groomed beard, and black hair bunched up in a samurai-style man bun. "'Thanks so much,' he said, holding out his rain-soaked hand. "'My name is Shining Wind.' He smiled with an excellent set of teeth. Doug started the car. The window wipers kicked in and a voice shouted out over the sound system. 107.7 The End. Out there, music way out here. Your friendly neighborhood DJ. Doug turned the volume down. The calming sound of swishing wipers replaced the shouty radio. First time on sternum? Doug asked, carefully backing onto the road. Yeah, Shining Wind replied. First time out west, actually. I hopped trains all the way out here from Atlanta. Atlanta? That's a long way, said Doug. How long it take? Doug accelerated cautiously up the hill and out of the small village. Shining Wind seemed to ponder Doug's question for a while. Well, I left in early August, but I wasn't in a rush, he explained. I stayed with some friends in Denver and Portland. Picked up some work along the way. Managed to get up to Alaska for a bit, and now I'm here. I guess it took about a month and a half. But I could have done it in under a week, if I hadn't stopped anywhere. Sounds like a good trip, said Doug. 
I've always wondered what riding the rails would be like. The man's smile widened. It's definitely cool to get off the beaten track. It's not some packaged holiday, right? The path's less traveled than everything. It's where the real world begins. Shining Wind paused, a look of satisfaction on his face. Are you based here? Born and raised, replied Doug. I went to university in Toronto for a bit, but I guess I wasn't made for city life. Shanti. Shining Wind pressed his palms together. Right now, I'm definitely a nomad, but I know I'll want to settle down one day. I'm not sure where that search will end. He smiled wistfully out the passenger window and let a statement hang in the air. But I'm guessing you're not going out to Allen Road on a whim, asked Doug. Oh no, this is very much a purposeful journey. Shining Wind put a serious look on. I'm going to the Golden Years Retreat. Do you know it? Only a little bit. Everyone here is talking about it right now. Doug navigated the car slowly through the rain. The solid yellow line curved along the winding hilly road. Is this the first time you visited them? Well, it's my first visit to this retreat, Shining Wind replied. But the friends I stayed with in Denver and Portland also run branches there. They've been going for years. This one is the newest property. They drove into a small valley and came up to a sharp left turn. Well, the retreat where you're going to, that used to be Parkland, explained Doug, taking the corner slowly. All us local kids went camping there all the time, till it was sold. I think everyone on Sternum is wondering what's going to happen there. The car headlights caught two eyes blinking out from the woods. Doug slowed down. Ramses. He glimpsed a black hide slipping back into the dark forest. Everything okay? Shining Wind asked. It's a friend's dog. He ran away this morning. Doug pulled the car onto the gravel shoulder, the passenger side brushing up against ferns. He switched on the hazard lights, illuminating the surrounding forest and flashing red, and got out onto the road. He's friendly, but big and scary if you're not expecting him, Doug explained. Ramses? Ramses? Doug's shouts disappeared into the gloom of the early morning. He scanned the forest, the ticking hazards of the car etching red images of trees into his retina. Doug caught movement somewhere in the flashes. Can you see him? Shining Wind asked. Doug heard a deep growl approaching. Then a dark blur lunged at him. Ramsey's teeth clamped onto Doug's right hand, piercing the skin and sinking into his flesh. God damn, Doug shouted. It was a quick bite and Ramsey's backed away as fast as he appeared, shrinking and heaving, as if Doug's hand was poison. Ramsey's haunch lowered, preparing for another lunge. Stop it, Ramsey's, Doug shouted. Ramsey stood his ground in the middle of the road, growling. Bad dog! A rapid succession of white flashes cut through everything. Shining wind was standing out of his window and was perched up over the car roof holding his phone in both hands, posing like a war photographer. Doug turned back to the road. Ramses, frightened by the camera flash, had vanished. Man, that hound was as big as a fucking cow! Shining Wind yelled with excitement. Are you okay? I'm okay, thanks, Doug replied, covering the bite under his left hand. He dropped back into the car. That's not like Ramses at all. 
blood dripped onto his phone. I just need to message my friend. Do you want me to look at that? Shining Wind offered. It's okay. Doug was almost embarrassed. It's not deep. I just need to wrap it in something. Shining Wind held out a white bandana. Doug wrapped it around his right hand, then awkwardly tapped a message to July, his fingers smearing blood on the screen. He switched the hazards off and pulled the car back onto the road. There was a dull electric-like zap whenever Doug so much as twitched his right hand. For a while, the pair sat silently, the car meandering along the wet road. They came to a straightaway and drove past the large billboard on their left-hand side. You are now leaving the United States of America. Don't blink, Doug said. Another sign quickly followed, now on the right. Welcome to Canada. Bienvenue à Canada. That's the border. We're officially up north. Shining Wind laughed. Has it always been like this? Like, so minimal? Two smaller signs on a single wooden white post approached. The top sign showed an image of a bounding deer, and below it was a depiction of a sharply twisting road. Both signs were pockmarked with gunshots. Yep, Doug answered. They only put those border signs up in the 80s. It used to be, like, just a line painted on the road. As Doug continued, he saw that Shining Wind was gazing into the passenger side window. He seemed to be admiring his own reflection. So, how do you get involved with them? Doug asked. Golden years? Shining Wind nodded. I'm a trained artisanal baker, but my core passion right now is being a journey vision curator. It's basically about using storytelling to educate how we're all a part of nature. Essentially, I make narrative experiential tours. He turned to look at Doug again. I met Golden Years when I was developing a dog sled experience. I went to one of their seminars about ASMR augmented ecotherapy. That heavily influenced the yurt immersions along the trail I'd curated. I haven't looked back since. So is that what they do up at the retreat? Doug asked. Like therapy type stuff in yurts? Oh, they do a lot of things. It started out as a sweat lodge in the 70s, Shining Wind explained. Then they started doing yoga and meditation courses. In the 90s, they pioneered online courses. Mindfulness business studies, positive habit generation, community healing, experimental diets, sustainable fashion. You name it. Shining Wind was on a roll. You haven't been up there yet? Nope, replied Doug. I've seen some posters in the cafe and some of the links they put online for their yoga stuff, but that's it. Actually, there's a town meeting tonight. We're voting about some construction they want to do. There's a lot of interest about what's happening up there. Shining Wind nodded. Oh yes, their fortress on the mountain. I've heard they want to move all their online activities here, so they need way more space and infrastructure. Right now the internet's too slow up there, and they need more power. They do need to get their content out to a big audience. Are there a lot of people involved? Doug asked. Shining Wind laughed. It's a worldwide thing. If you aggregate all their followers, it's at the high end of six figures. Actually, now maybe millions. It's a movement. Shining Wind looked at Doug earnestly. Most of the founders are coming over this weekend. Hopefully to celebrate a good connection with the Sternum community. Doug flicked on the turn signal and pulled the car over gently. He switched the hazard lights on. 
Okay, this is the North Costo Access Trail. Doug pointed toward a steep gravel trail running off the main road. I'd take you up, but this hunk of junk can't clear that. Hey, don't worry about it, Shining Wind replied. He pulled a card out and gave it to Doug. Printed on the card's semi-translucent matte paper were the finely embossed words, at Shining Wind underscore journeys underscore within transformative experiences curated. Ah, thanks. I've a card somewhere here, too. Doug reached over and opened the glove compartment. He moved the small glass cylinder to the side and rummaged around until he found a stack of dog-eared cards. He pulled one out and held it toward Shining Wind. But his passenger's attention was fixed on the glove compartment. His smile had dropped into a cold, quizzical look. Are you sure you haven't visited Golden Years? 100%, Doug replied, closing the glove compartment. Or met anyone from there? Shining Wind persisted. Not so far as I know. I'm pretty sure you're the first. I mean, I know everyone I meet around here, Doug replied. Shining Wind's face snapped back into a warm smile. Thanks for the journey, Doug, and take care of that bite. Shining Wind put Doug's card into his jacket pocket and got out of the car. Doug flexed his hand. The sharpness of the pain had settled, but now there was a dull ache. Small patches of blood stained the textile's black paisley pattern. After retrieving his belongings from the trunk, Shining Wind bent down into the open passenger side door. You should visit us on the mountain, Doug. You'd like it. Shining Wind patted the pocket where he'd put Doug's card. And there might be some projects you could help us with. Doug waited until Shining Wind had crossed the road, then pulled his old station wagon back onto the asphalt. He looked into his rearview mirror and saw Shining Wind standing there, motionless, face hidden under his hood, watching Doug depart. Apocalypse Rock is written and read by me, Nate Bidzinski. For more, go to apocalypserock.xyz. Thank you for listening.